Yet another pawn falls. It makes little difference. Legions rise up at my command. The very powers of hell kneel at my feet in service to Absalom's destruction. No power they gain can aid them. The empty death will consume all. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and we've got a doozy of an episode for you because it's a level up episode. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are always fun because, Finally. especially since this was a level up episode, we only recorded two days ago, so they only had a day to figure out exactly what they were going to do. Always fun. This is the second time this has happened. <sighs> yeah, in the history of ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. In all of our games. <laughs> we, just, we just keep dying. <laughs> What level did you guys hit in the Rise of the Rune Lords campaign? Uh, I 13? think we maxed out at 9. Oh, I thought you were really close to like 13 or something. My math no, is no, 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 we no, wish. I yeah, wish. I think we got to level 8 or 9. Athelbroker like would have been really cool if we got to 13. I was <laughs> I was going to say, I know Roman died before 9 because he was going to get way That worse. was our last. That was like our second to last session together. Anyway. Rip to a legend. Guys, how's it feel to be strutting around the gauntlet at level 3? I mean, it feels like I'm going to have a slightly better chance of living past level, you know, or at least to the end of this campaign. I, I feel like a pile of pummeled dog shit, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this level three feels good, but five would feel Okay, but how does, uh, how does Kashuk feel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually Joe's voice right now. <laughs> yes. Look at that dedication. Poor Joe. I got a tracheotomy for this. You've been out gargling gravel. <laughs> well, so... Level up. Let's talk. Let's start with eeny, meeny, miny, Todd. Oh, man. What's Toven got for level three? Let me tell you about the amazing things that Toven got at level three. Uh, so, so level three, I get a skill increase, and um, I chose cultism. Or no, sorry, religion. What are you up to now? Uh, I'm up to a plus 10. So what? You're expert then, right? Yep. Nice. Hope that comes in handy. I hope so. And also, uh, I got a new feat, which is very, very, very important. I mean, yeah, I got a new set of spells. We're not now casting at a level two, if you know what I mean. But uh, the the feat that I took that I'm really proud of is Ward Medic. Oh, that's so it fun. Was, it was a toss-up between that and Assurance, but uh, Ward Medic just makes so much sense. Uh, I am the healer. And now I can treat two of you at once until that uh, skill goes up. The more training I get, the more people I can treat. So currently nice. I can treat uh, two of you at once. Then once my uh, profi- or my training level goes up or my proficiency level goes up, uh, I can do four until up until I hit legendary when I can hit eight of you at once. I don't think you're going to get legendary in this campaign though. <clears throat> no, I, I, I highly I doubt it. You. No, I <laughs> No, uh, he's going to somehow get to level 15 (laughs) in a 10 level. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Killjoy. How many hero points do I need to to just achieve that? All of them. We just need to grind in the swamp outside of the uh, the gauntlet. Like it's fucking Pokemon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Find me some boars. Any any Caterpies out there? Um, Problem finding Will-O-Wisps. Just grinding Kakunas. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's, there's not really a whole lot that goes for that. uh, Or it goes for, um, 
a cloistered cleric as such as myself, but I also got the sec, uh, second doctrine, which bumps up my fortitude. So now I'm not going to be as squishy when it comes to saves. Nice. I'm still going to be pretty, pretty squishy. It's but. a, it's a pretty boring level for most of y'all. I know that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it, it, you get, start getting some general feature skill feats. that can do some work. What'd you do for your ancestry feat? Oh yes. Sorry about that. I picked shrouded magic, which allows me to pull a cantrip from the occult list. So now I just have an innate cantrip, uh, cantrip from the occult list. Cool. Would you pick if you might, don't mind sharing. Uh, this one goes out to my friend, Scott. It's a telekinetic projectile. You mean telekinetic? Hey. Yep. It's telekinetic as our, projectile. As our buddy over at, uh, <laughs> Scott who, who won't be able to listen to this cause he's running no. the same thing with, uh, uncharted North. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I, uh, I picked tele, tele, uh, telekinetic projectile. Wow. Contagious. Wow. And, uh, I'm hoping that at some point I'm going to be able to use that with something useful. <laughs> nice. But no guarantees. Cause I mean the occult and divine list there, there's so much crossover that there's really a whole lot. For yeah. Me. Especially cantrips are kind of lackadaisical, not lackadaisical, lackluster. Jesus. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one that made sense for me. We're going to move on to everybody's favorite hobgoblin. Billiam. Bill, that's me. Bill, Raymond. Bill. Bill. <laughs> that's Bill me. Thwomp, but the we, thwomping guy. So I'm looking at this and foundry and archives and edits have two different things. Oh, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, so I, I don't know which one you want me to follow. So when I level up in Foundry, it gave me an ancestry. But now I'm looking at Archives of Nethys. You're it's getting an ancestry. Skill increase. But you also you get, get an ancestry feat because we're doing uh, Ancestral Paragon. Ah, okay, perfect. Well, then the only thing I'm missing is my skill increase, which I will pick shortly. So let's go on what I do have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I gained by hitting level three was deny advantage. My foes struggle to pass my defenses. I'm not flat-footed to hidden, undetected, or flanking creatures if they are my level or lower. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. That, that yeah. used to be just like a feature of barbarians and rogues in 1E. Gotcha. Okay. You just got it for free. Yeah. I also picked up toughness, <laughs> which uh, gets some more hit points. I feel like I need it. You do. I like to run in there and, and be right in front of all the bad guys. Um, and they hit me a lot. With your embarrassingly low Rage AC. Exactly. And, uh, and you know, Solas gets a shield, and I just have my skin and a little bit of armor. So a little bit more, uh, a little bit more health should be You need good. an armored banana hammock. That's what you should that send, spend great. some of that gold on. I know. I should just <laughs> melt. I, I should have him smelt the gold into a golden banana hammock. How is that not a thing? Gold there you go. The worst armor. <laughs> uh so lastly uh for my ancestry feat i picked up cantorian reinforcements uh the life energy that helped create the first hobgoblins is particularly potent in me and we get you like to throw a lot of nasty things at us poison disease really things that make us vomit a lot um so uh, you're uh, when too I angry to vomit so. yes exactly well i am i have yet to be sick since i got this other feat um, i mean literally too angry to vomit there's well, you did throw up on the uh, the track last time, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I, I, I emailed them for that picture. I still never got it. <laughs> it's um, a shame. But um, I do actually have a class feat where I, while I'm raging, I can. I can. Uh, I don't vomit. It's like I'm vomiting. But if I succeed with my Cantorian reinforcements, if I succeed at a saving throw against disease or poison, I get to reduce the stage by two or one for a, I'm not going to say this right, virulent disease? Virulent, yeah. Virulent yeah. disease or poison. Yeah, there's um, a specific class of, of disease or poison that's 
muy much bad. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I basically can't get sick as much, which is nice because I get sick a lot in this game. That's great. You don't have to wear a mask in public anymore. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> and um, I don't know what I'm going to become trained in, but I'm going to become trained in something and it's going to be great. Nice. Figure it out. Yeah, in mm-hmm. a couple minutes. I will within the next couple minutes. <laughs> Let's move on to the rat man. And I have to make a correction from a previous episode and maybe I'll cut it out because I want to make a correction there because I sound like a moron. Katmandu is just the straight up capital of Nepal. That's where the reference to the Ratman do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. exactly. What did you say I'm, it was? I'm a moron. Idiot. I thought it was like a Shangri-La type thing because I'm a moron. Well, maybe it is. Well, just maybe it's you feel any better. I also had no idea. Trevor, I'm from West Virginia. I let me, I'm going to say this and I mean it in sincerity. This is a disclosure of my own ignorance. Um, I didn't know that Jews were an actual ethnicity until I was like eight or 10. Uh, I'm not I mean, even messing with you guys. No, like no, I didn't cool. know. I'd never met one. I'd never seen one. You know, they're in films and stuff and they wear like hats. And they wear, like, <laughs> but I was like, oh, you know, so are fucking fairies oh, and dragons <laughs> and all sorts of weird shit. And I was like, all, all sorts of weird mythical yeah. things. And I'm like, I, I literally didn't know. Like that, that is how... I don't want to say I was sheltered because I had oh. access to whatever I wanted, right? But at no point did ethnicity, oh you know, enter God. into that fold. I mean, so to don't be feel fair. bad about being <laughs> stupid. <laughs> don't feel bad about not knowing something. It's so weird. Should I cut this or not? I don't oh know. My God. I don't know. <laughs> we need to consult with someone. It's honestly pretty. Should incredible. I call, call my rabbi? rabbi? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, so, and I, I remember I was like eight or something, and I was in the back of the car. And um, like in terms of religious de- denominations, right? We were going through a, uh, it was a toll check. And I said, mom, what's a Presbyterian? She goes, that's well, us, why you, honey. Why do you ask, honey? And I go, well, that sign said, watch out for Presbyterians. The sign said, watch out for pre- pedestrians. <laughs> I did not say Presbyterians, but I had heard the word enough that I knew that it was a thing and I was curious what it was. No, to be fair, watch out for them. You, you, you gird your yeah. loins. <laughs> yep. Stay away. All right. I'm going to move on to somebody else and assume <laughs> that we can save something from that. Good. Yeah. No, it's Joseph. So what did the uh, rat man do? Um, <laughs> wow. Well, the rat man, just like uh, a barbarian also gets denied advantage. I cannot yeah. be caught flat footed by any creature that is my level or lower. So that's pretty cool. Something that we got in common. Another interesting thing is that I got a general feat and a skill feat because I get a skill feat every level and skill increase this level as well. So what I did is that I leveled up my uh, thievery to train to expert, which gives me uh, two expert skills at level three, which is great. Uh, the ancestry feat that I took was called Tinkering Fingers, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It's really, you can uh, quickly improvise a, f- a fix for broken or damaged equipment. You can repair an item without using repair kit, without taking the minus two penalty, improvising tools from whatever you have at hand. So that's kind of neat. The reason that I took that is because it allows me to become trained in a skill. If I'm already trained in crafting, I get to be trained in another skill. So I took occultism. So I'm trained in that now. So there's all of that goodness. My general feat, I took quiet allies. So when we all stealth as a group, I roll. And everybody takes my result, I think, is... Let me let me double check on that. I think that's what that said. 
You're skilled at following with the group. When you are avoiding notice and your allies follow the expert, you and those allies can roll a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. So there's that. And um, the other feat that I took, uh, I don't know if any of the rest of the cast remembers just a couple episodes ago when Yosef was trying to disarm a handful of spear traps and became kind of like that tomato cushion that your grandmother oh, yeah. has for sewing. <laughs> I super remember that. Yes, I definitely My remember grandma that. definitely had one. So in, in lieu of that, uh, I took wary disarmament as a feat. If you trigger a device or set off a trap while disarming it, you get a plus two circumstance bonus to your AC. So it makes it harder for the traps that I'm trying to disarm. Uh, makes it a little less likely that they're going to murder me. So that's great. But that's that's really pretty much everything that I got. Third level, you know, I get a handful of feats. I get more than other classes because I'm a rogue, but like nothing super, super duper interesting. So that's about it. I have 36 HP now. That's that's something. Right? For a rogue. For yeah. a rogue. Yeah. How much do you how how much does like Raymond have now? Fifty-six, baby. You have twenty what? more HP than me. Wow. And that's not when you're raging. You get more when you rage. Yeah. God. Well, you get your yeah. temps. Yeah. Holy shit. Is Billiam the tank? Um, yeah. So when I'm raging, I have sixty one. <laughs> I think I thought Solus is gonna be the tank. I think Billiam has been the tank. Yeah, well now we have two of us. He's a meat tank. Yeah, you yeah, have a shield right. and I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Shield tank versus face tank. He just puts his face in it. All right. Well, let's let's move on in that case. Let's move on to to Cash Act. Gonna let that slide. <laughs> gonna let that happen. Yeah, yep, no, I, I am. It, it explains why he only has eleven teeth. Uh well, I've got twenty-four max HP coming up in the world. Stiff wind, take him down. Oh, yeah. I'm just dying soon probably literally any crit has oh, you yeah. six feet under um, how much hp did you say you have in total 24 <laughs> holy shit wow that is that is less than i had at second level as a rat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maximum of 24 my current hp is a 10 i've got 10 con i don't know if the what's up with the hp but i mean i'm assuming You're the sorcerer. Is right sorcerer no that's sorcerer. that's totally right you have what that's a Six, Not only are you a sorcerer, HP. you're a diminutive race. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, everything's against you in H- the HP department. Yeah. yeah. So if if I get hit though physically, that means that something's gone terribly wrong most of the time. So. I mean, you have managed this entire campaign since we've known you to more or less stay out of the line of fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason for that. It's because I die if I'm if I don't. It's perfectly fine. You've got Shadow Daddy here. To I take keep care like. Of you. I waving in and out of combat and I'm almost always on the brink of death. It seems like I either don't get hit or I'm hit a lot. Sounds excruciatingly painful. It hurts. It hurts quite a bit. So for my skills, I took diplomacy again. So now I'm an expert diplomat, which is nice. Nice. Uh, I have dragon's presence because I thought that I was on like flavor for Kashak. Basically, if I try to demoralize a foe that's my level or lower, I get a plus one circumstance bonus. But also if I fail, it's a critical fail. If I succeed, it's a critical success in terms of fear saves. So if I succeed, I'm like, yeah, d- doesn't do shit, buddy. But if I fail, I'm like, nope. <laughs> and my my fragile ego shatters. Uh, I love it, honestly. And then for my general feat, I took arcane sense. I got a general feat. I also got a signature spell, but I don't know how to add it to my spell book. Um, you just hit the little sense. star in your spell book to pick the signature spell. Yeah. The little star to the right of the, like by the magnifying glass, you hit the star and that becomes your signature spell. Okay. I will fix that. 
But um, yeah, so Arcane Sense is basically, I've always got like a low level detect magic because where he's a Wellspring Mage and he's like attuned to the arcane energies in the world. Um, of course. For me, that kind of seemed like a unflavor thing. Kind of seems on brand to me. And that's all I got. Nice. Do you get second level spells? Yeah, I think you get second level spells at third level, dude. Yep. Both you and Tobin. I mean, that's a big deal. Ooh, yeah, I, I missed that. Build that shit. I, no, I, well, okay. I did, I did mention Jesus, them. Sorry. I do buy them because I'm not talking about them at all. I want them to come up. You want them to be interesting? Different. Oh, they won't be, but I, I just want them to come up and <laughs> when we actually play. So you picked up a six spell at level, level, this level. What level is this? Three? You picked up a signature spell, right? So what'd you pick? I did. And I chose Magic Missile because I love it. And you get all your second level spells too. Did you get anything fun or do you want to keep it close to your chest or? No, I'll just make it public because um, honestly, I don't obviously or don't honestly know the best time to use these spells all the time. I took Invisibility, Telekinetic Maneuver, and Heat Metal. Nice. Telekin- all uh, of those are good. Telekinetic Maneuver super cool. For those of you that don't know, that allows you to use your spell attack modifier for combat maneuvers like shove, trip, disarm. It's really cool. That thing you fought last uh, last episode had telekinetic maneuver. I just ran out of spells. That's cool. Lastly, but definitely not least, our champion, Solus, whatever his last name is. Ponatentis? Poenatentis. Poenatentis. What? Okay, whatever. Tell us what you got, loser. <laughs> well, I got that sweet, sweet HP buff. I'm up Woo! to 41 maximum HP. Nice. Dick boy. I got an ancestry feat, Lawbringer, which gives me a plus one circumstance bonus to saves against emotion effects. So hopefully I won't be running away from cultists like I did embarrassingly a few sessions ago. Nice. Won't be so weeby all the time. Yep. And then I got a general feat, which I believe was objectively the best choice to make. Untrained improvisation. <laughs> <laughs> that's really? a good that's a good feat really yeah so we need more of that in our wow. <laughs> so like <laughs> champions unlike uh rogues or you know basically any other class can't do anything outside of combat or you know they're golden retrievers so untrained improvisation means my untrained skills which are most of them aren't quite as shitty as what they were before nice that's always good. that's always fun more yep. skills just pay the bills and finally, a class feature, Divine Ally. But Trevor and I discussed that earlier. Oh. That's going to come into play later. Interesting. What, is, what does that even mean? Are, are we going to find out? You'll find out. We sh- we'll, we'll find out. Are we going to find out today? We'll see. I want to know what this means. Depends on what you guys do. The numbers, Micah. What do they mean? <laughs> and before we get going into the game, I have to apologize. Um, remember, we, we do these episodes kind of way in advance. So... Zermathor hasn't gotten a chance to rip into me about this one yet, but I'm sure he will. I missed up a couple of things in the last session. Um, they didn't affect the outcome, but I just want to let you know what happened. One splash weapon from that crazy thing that came out of the tunnel at you. I didn't apply the damage properly on Billiam. He should have actually gotten 2d6 of damage on him because he should have had the splash applied to him as well as the regular damage. Hand off the chest piece. I'm not hitting him with that, but I screwed that up and, you know, by... A property of splash weapons i just didn't apply the ruling properly and just know billiam we we, sh- we should be hurting you but we're yeah. not going to you can hurt me if you'd like hurt me tech daddy hurt me t- i was just gonna say that i was just <laughs> gonna say <laughs> you, you, you know you both can <laughs> get us the brownie points when the big bad uh moved out of his space 
I didn't announce that I was doing a acrobatics check when he went on the grease, but I totally did. Um, but I should have said something about that. I, I rolled it as I went. So somebody's probably sure going to catch. He didn't do the acrobatics check. His, his reflex save was pretty. I didn't do acrobatics. I ended up doing reflex because his reflex is ridiculously high because all the Morlocks are. And I think that is it. I did that big old hunk of GM fiat for the end of the episode, but I thought it was really freaking cool to have uh, Billiam come over with a boulder and crush the thing. But yeah. that's the end of my apologies. And now it's uh, on to the airing of grievances. <laughs> no, I'm not going to air any grievances. I just want to get into this game. No, now you have to. Now we have to wrestle. Real quick, to just so festivals. you know, I took for my skill. I took athletics, so I'm now an expert in athletics. Oh, perfect. That's actually oh. really good. That's yeah, because really most most of. Oh, most of my stuff is athletics. So that's why I'm taking athletics. My trip, my everything is all athletics. So that's what I took. So don't question me on it when I say I'm an expert. Is switching to expert in athletics valid for a barbarian at level three? Because you get a skill increase, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you get a skill increase. You become an expert, but you can't become higher. than I I wasn't sure. I I legitimately am asking. I'm going to. I don't know. While he's looking after that, uh, I also took an expert skill. uh, Expert in religion. Hey, nice. You know, I'm going to just say you can do it. And if we can't, we'll fix it later because I'm sick of looking at rules right yeah. now. I want to get into this game. Yeah, it says you can use a skill to increase your proficiency rank. You can just get up to expert uh, at level three. Wait. And every two after when you hit level seven, you can pop up to master. So, yes, you can go to expert. Anyway, back to the game. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM Trevor here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked you all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week was all combat all the time you are fighting what we presume is the uh, mushroom eyed man that can hurt you with just his mind because he laid some real hurt down on Yosef with his mind he did lay down some phantom pain I wouldn't call that that's for sure that should that should be like your DJ name Trevor phantom pain I like it (laughs) why are we still here just to suffer (laughs) (laughs) That's emotional damage. Um, so emotional he, he laid down some smackdown um, with some phantom pain. He kept popping up mirror images to make him harder to hit. Hashak's sick cluck. Cluck? Cluck? Cluck. <laughs> cluck. Uh, cuck, I think, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> sick cuck. Clutch. <laughs> Wellspring surge. Rolled a natural 20 popped away all of his magic missiles, making him have to burn his uh, a spell to get him back. Um, he fled to the corner as his allies died, calling in his pet, this nasty, slimy, slug-looking thing covered in tentacles that spat goo 
uh, caustic goo into the room, causing some acid damage. He was, I, I was really looking forward to that thing, putting in some work, but you guys knocked him down in like a round and a half. His death throws hurt you guys pretty bad, but you were able to shrug it off. Shrug it off. You cornered this cultist in the corner and Billiam hefted this giant slab of stone above his head and smashed it down in an amazing display of awesome power. And as you recover from that battle, you feel invigorated and hit your level three, which we just finished talking about. Boys. And now we come back to the present. In the aftermath of this battle, everybody's ears are still ringing from from the combat and the thudding on the ground. And Kashak is just staring with this like thousand yard stare. And, and all he hears is like a reverberant echo of this giant boulder slamming down on the ground. Boom. And it triggers a memory. The clouds seem to part gently before his presence. He feels the moisture wick off his massive wings as he soars, gazing lackadaisically down at the ground below. He closes his eyes briefly and his nostrils flare, taking in the cool mountain air, the sharp hint of pine, and the earthy nasal cacophony of a large herd of game animals. He glides contently, secure in the knowledge that he performs the process well. He's done it thousands of times over hundreds of years, as he will for hundreds more. Something calls to him from the waking world. His eyelids flutter reluctantly open, and he breathes in the familiar smells of the warren for a moment. He can hear someone quietly busying themselves in the commons area, and gently stirs from the nest of soft, warm textiles he was curled up in. Silently sliding from his cubby on the bottom level, careful not to awaken any of his many sleeping brothers and sisters. He loves the hunting dream, how something so ordinary for a dragon could be so magical for someone like him. On a whim, almost instinctively, he reaches into his cubby and produces a small, smooth disc of black, faintly glowing rock and stares into it, past it, his mind wandering. An explosion vibrates his world. He's startled by the tremors of the demolition before he hears it. It was that fool Kartik and his second-rate evocations that woke every soul in the warren every single time he used them. He heaves the irritated sigh of a person who knows they're about to clean up someone else's mess for a day and decides it may as well be time for work. Stowing the small trinket, he stops by the common room and downs a shallow bowl of lukewarm porridge before heading to the blast site. As his claws tick against the rock walls of the Warren Tunnels, his blood feels the misaimed echoes of raw energy expelled in a way similar to the way that one feels greens between their teeth. Something arcane has been applied incorrectly in his very home, and it needs to be remedied if there's any hope of focusing on anything else today. Any magical irritation in the Warrens caused echoes against the stone walls and agitated him amplifying its effect on his psyche. He's at the site before a full minute has elapsed. 
he makes haste to the site of the evocation. Given his reputation and conspicuous appearance, he's used to being treated differently and was fully prepared for the darting eyes of the crowd of workers. The absence of the usual laborers at the blasting site gave him in the feeling that something might genuinely be wrong. He enters the blast zone and can make out the still crumbling spot of rock substantially too far up the wall where that idiot was blasting. The falling debris makes a cacophony in the tunnel. Oi, Kartik! What the hell are you doing? He screams two feet from the dull green kobold whilst jostling his arm to get his attention. Immediately, he can tell that the blast was too high and dislodged a large chunk of stone dangerously close to the surface. Oh, Kashak! Kartik startled. He had held a deference to Kashak since they were mere hatchlings. Perhaps it was his flashy coloration or chatty nature paired with their closeness and age, or perhaps the fact that they were both magic users. Whatever it was seemed permanent and immutable. Kashak's tone softens when he sees the fear and concern in his colleague's eyes. What are you doing? Nobody's supposed to be blasting without a foreman's supervision. It's dangerous. He claps Kartik congenially on the shoulder and looks to survey the damage. Kartik speaks up, somewhat timid. I know, Cash. I was just trying to get ahead of schedule for the expansion, and I thought this would be a great place for a high ceiling. Imagine a huge sculpture or something in the middle, and perhaps a square where the humans can come to us and peddle their wares for a change. Kashak can see his eyes welling with pride at the thought. That's a wonderful thought, my friend, but see there. He points out a high, recently excavated spot where there's a change from the dark gray of the bedrock fracture to another lighter gray. That's concrete, car. Humans put that there. We're about two feet away from blasting into some poor fool's basement. Understands? Kartik nods. Go too fast or too high. He can cause a collapse and could hurt someone. We'll need to get timbers in here and reinforce it. The engineers and the foremans will know what to do. He claps his colleague on the shoulder and starts to steer him back towards the entrance to the blasting zone when he hears a slight tumble of pebbles. He can feel a nigh, imperceptible shift in the layout of the room, an air current shifting where there should only be stagnation. Run. Don't come back without a foreman. Something's happening. He shoves Kartik through the threshold of the tunnel and attempts to survey the ongoing chaos. Go! His colleague dutifully sprints down the hallway, hopefully away from the danger. Kashak had tried to soothe his colleague too soon. He can barely perceive a fissure in the rock slightly shifting that would lead to the stone room of the tavern collapsing through the roof of the tunnel. His breathing picks up involuntarily. Absu. No. Not now. His gums and eyes and claw beds tingle and he takes deep, gulping breaths to keep the wellspring at bay. But the debris falling from the ceiling prevents him from gaining his composure. His body and soul know that danger surrounds him, even if his mind wishes to ignore it. Having exhausted all options, he kneels at the entrance of the blasting zone alone. Not knowing what else to say, he simply waits trying to placate the unpredictable surge he knows is coming. Hush. He braces himself for whatever madness is to ensue, tears in his eyes, hoping against hope for his malady to not make things worse 
for once. A tremor buckles beneath his feet, fractures in the earth opening where he was kneeling. The ceiling gave way, and beneath a cacophony of sound, blackness took him. He comes to, the sounds of shouting in his ears. He's barely injured by the cave in it, but in the distance, he sees a human figure standing, obviously injured. He can barely place the gentleman through the haze as Harold Ryston, the owner of the thirsty alpaca. The man looks into horror and screams, running on his injured leg into the warrens heading north. As Kashak climbs to his feet amongst the wreckage, his heart sinks. So much devastation that he, at least in part, was responsible for it. He sees the glances of his friends and family, some suspicious, some pitying, some angry, and he strengthens his resolve. He runs after the tavern owner into the darkness to try and make reparations. Uh. <laughs> wow Ooh. holy shit uh, i know what happened wow. and everything about it i love <laughs> that was fucking lit wow crazy yeah that's that was once again that's all that's all joe right there holy shit joe damn joe wow joe good stuff good thanks joe i want to talk to you about tovin's backstory <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Akashic, just uh, completely randomly, have you heard of a guy named Harold Ryston? It's <laughs> <laughs> completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was good. That was really good. And Kashak starts to come back to the world. They're ringing in his ears from the fall of the rock, giving way to the groans and, and aches and pains of his companions. Snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh. Mom's spaghetti. And you guys have have eliminated the threat of the mushroom-eyed men, gentlemen. That's got to feel good. Hey! Oh, man. Did we get a notification on <laughs> yeah. our screens? Quest completed. <laughs> it's not completed. We have to return his head before it's completed. Yeah, we got a we do. trophy yeah. to fetch. So, like, Solus is looking down at that, this thing that's been popped like a fucking tube of toothpaste. <laughs> You're welcome. So, <laughs> we're bringing this back to Boss Skag, aren't we? Scrog. Scrog. It seems to me, after Billiam was done with it, that the only thing left to bring back is the kid. It kind of popped well, up. I'm, I'm sure if I lifted this rock up, we could scoop up the rest of him if we really need him. You really beat that meat. I'm sure the, the head will suffice, <laughs> shouldn't it? Yeah. That's that's all he asked for. Very well. It's just squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste. Just. <laughs> He asked for the head, we deliver the head. Oh, yeah, talk about popping one off. <laughs> a head, that is. Just the tip. You can't do that, Joe. We're, we're delivering. <laughs> I don't get it. We're delivering the head. We're delivering just the tip. Uh, we're giving him just the tip, right? It, 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 it's, I mean, just just to see, just, just for proof, to see how it feels. Just to give him head. We're giving him head. We're just going to give him head. We're just giving him the head. Just, just right. head. He requested head, and we're giving it to him. Got it. Okay. Yes. 
I, I wash my hands of this entire but thing. But all six, all six of us don't need to give it to him. Only one of us. <laughs> I have to pull the plug. <laughs> that joke had a DNR, and it's dead. <laughs> so uh. The doctor called it 40 minutes ago. <laughs> They're sitting there beating his chest. Don't die on me. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've got the head. You have the proof of death. You have more of this floor to explore, but you guys are pretty tapped after that. Mm-hmm. How much more floor would we adore to explore? <laughs> I think we. Yikes. I think we. I think we leave and we drop the head off on the way back, and then we go home. Yes, let us re- re- return back to Otari. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, remember because you guys have left and come back, right? Because mm-hmm. you. Came, got the goobers from the prison. Yep. And then headed back and then came back again. Yeah. Yep, we did. It's been a very full day. <laughs> it, yeah, we've been we've been busy. I'm still enfeebled. <laughs> yeah, you will be until tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still sickened too. Same story. I'm I'm dying, I'm pretty sure. Wait, are you really dying? Are you I'm not literally dying, but like I'm You're not doing well. I'm what? I'm wounded, I'm sickened. Oh, another thing to re, re- uh, apologize to our listeners. I suck at maintaining the persistent damage, so I'm going to do better from this point on. <laughs> um, but as of now, I'm cleaning the slate. You're out of combat. I'm going to say you got rid of your couple people had persistent damage. Yeah. I know Yosef had persistent damage, um, but I think that was tied to the dude's brain. Yeah. So he's dead. So there's no more persistent damage because it was phantom pain. Did Solus have it too? Uh, Solus has second one. How do you want me to? Uh... Solus has second one. That's gone. I'm gonna say that's gone. I had bleed damage. And you had a bleed that I'm gonna say just just pop six points of damage, or okay. I'm sorry, top pop ten points of damage off. I'm gonna say that bled for a minute. Okay. And uh, you're good. It's staunched. I'm not that good though, Tovin. <laughs> I did feel sickened, but then this guy dropped a fucking brick on this thing and popped its head off like a grape from a cluster. And now I feel better. <laughs> Everyone vomited because of what happened, and everyone's not sick anymore. <laughs> but, but except for Tovin, because he's still under that magical sickening. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, what magical sickening are you? Oh, yeah, it you was, felt fever. Was, yeah, I felt fever. Yeah, yeah, fever felt for fever. the rest of the, the day, yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, that, no, that's that's fine. William, are you okay? You uh, look so much the worse for wear. Yeah, I'm about 40 points away from being okay on a, on a numerical <laughs> scale. Okay. Uh, can I, can I, can I give you a hand? Maybe a shoulder to lean on. I mean, I, I'd rather that we treat your wounds back at, at you know, home base, back in Otari. Yeah, we could definitely do it on the way out, or even when we get back. That's fine. Okay, we should do that right now while we're talking about leaving. Somebody talk about leaving while I roll. Let's walk, and you can just sort of operate on my back. Hey, I have ward medic now. Does anybody else need healing? Just before I roll this, <laughs> I'm also not okay. Yes, please, please. I, I'm down to four HP out of forty-one. <laughs> oh, that's that's a weird, weird scale. All these people have such meta knowledge of their their own well-being. Yeah, why do you, why do <laughs> yeah. people, why do you people run on such weird scales? I keep numerical track. I mean, I get Kashak. I feel approximately one one tenth as good as I potentially could. Oh, okay. Uh, so triage, triage. It is no, no, like half, half is good. I, I'm okay. Oh, only half? Okay. Uh, so, Solus. Solus and Billiam. Uh, get close. And I rolled. I'm not doing any surgery, sorry. 
Oh, I rolled an 18. Nice. Which, That's a success. Yep. But with my medicine check, that brings me up to a crit. to 25. So, oh. Wait, wait, wait. Explain that to... Oh, you rolled an, a natural yep. 18. Okay. Yep. I get yeah, it. Yeah, 18 plus, plus 8. Cool, cool, cool. All right. You get 19 hit points back. Nice. Thanks. All right. Very cool. I'm going to make you start declaring what DC you're going to select before the fact. Oh, no, that's just like, a crit. That's as it's, of it's, now. Yeah. Oh, no, it'll be a. But the thing is, it's a standard at this level. Well, no. So you can still set what your DC is going to be, if it's going to be the 15 or if it's going to be the 25. Even at this point. Yeah. It's based on if you're trained or expert, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I'm still trained. Oh, you're not an expert? No. Oh, I thought you were an expert. That's why I'm saying this is this is like this is like this is all I have. Okay. So it's it's either I crit or I don't, or I pass or I, we fail. So ah, no, I'll declare it once I can up it. Yeah. I'm very surprised that you didn't up your up to. You couldn't up, could you? Nope. You couldn't increase your skill. Nope. Uh, yeah, you could have become an expert in medicine for what it's. Oh, for. that's true. That's a, that's okay. That's okay. It'll come naturally. All right. All right. It's fine. I'll own it. I'm stupid. That's why I was confused. No, that's fine. <laughs> We're good. All I'm right. Done. Let's go. So is everybody healed up? Is everybody ready to make that trip back to Otari? I don't think I'll die on the way. Yeah, sure. Get tucked in your beds. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I could use more Tovin, but we can go. Let's go. I mean, it's an hour in between. And once we get back, I can always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also gonna what, rest, what time so. is it right now, by the way? Um, I'm going to say that. And somebody's gonna be like, last time you said it was blah. I'm gonna say it's probably about six thirty, starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for dinner. I'd hoped to make a stop by Carmen once again before the evening was out. All right, we have to really? shoot. I have I have multiple things I must discuss with him. Yes. Also, yes. I think we owe him an yes. apology. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things. Yes. Please don't do not trouble yourself with that. I will take care of it. It was, it was my fault after all. But we might get it back. I I feel that, like that's kind of unfair because you didn't know that a blood mermaid was going to grab the damn <laughs> thing and suck it into the ground for fuck's sake. We took on the risk of losing his weapon when he gave it to us. It yes, is only but we fair didn't that... drop it in the swamp. It was taken no, from your hands. It still seems only right that I should go to him personally and tell him what happened. Well, by all means, let us apologize, but uh, I don't feel like we're done in the gauntlet, so no. we do have the ability to, to make reparations. Also, he still has to repair my shield, because that was badly damaged in the past fight. Uh, maybe wait until he's done repairing the shield before we apologize. Oh, did you hit your break threshold? Uh, no, not quite. Okay. And, you know, in the, in lieu of us having a uh, uh, having lost a, a very important weapon, maybe we should stop by and talk to Dilly Danvers and talk about maybe procuring Lucy for another little stint. They, the, these, these two weapons were not comparable. Like the, the, the weapon that Carmen gave to us was truly something special. Lucy is merely an item of sentimentality. You're telling me Lucy's not special. I, Can I bring, you know what, to, let, me to, bring Dilly, to, let me bring Dilly Danvers into the room and you tell me that to my, to his face. I would never say that to his face, but it is. Cutaway, cutaway gag of Dilly Danvers diner table. And it's just him and at a chair across from his is a sword and they're eating dinner over candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> you and didn't that, even kiss her goodbye. And the sword's beeper goes off. <laughs> Someone's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a dabble. If it's important, you better go, Lucy. 
Also, I, I think we're going to have a great time convincing uh, Mayor Osef to, to lend us a piece of his collection to reopen the blood portal in the gauntlet. I don't think he'd have a problem letting us borrow a certain dagger. Well, we did give it to him, but I mean, frankly, if we apologize, we're not going to have had a great track record. Maybe we should attempt him first, get the dagger first, and then go talk to Carmen. Let's get Solus's shield repaired before uh, anything else. But am I to tell him before or after I get asked to get my shield repaired? Because to do so afterwards seems almost dishonest. I, I mean, almost dishonest, but not entirely dishonest. Let's, let's get the shield repaired. Or or you can <laughs> give it to me and I'll just waddle up and be like, here's my shield. No, I'm, I must face the man myself. Well, don't forget that it was confiscated by a blood pool. I mean, he can't really be too, too mad at you. It's not like you did it on purpose. You also didn't steal it from him. You just got it, right? He he, he just received it. So, uh, you know, it's not like he's really that hard up for magical swords. I will take care of it. Do not do not worry yourselves over it. Well, I'm not really worried at all. It's you that has to deal with it. But I'm just saying, don't beat yourself up. It's It's hardly your fault. Thank you. All right, so... What's the plan, then? Are you going to go to the blacksmith first? Yep, that seems to be my fate. If you don't mind, <laughs> can we see Scrog on the way out so I don't have to carry this godforsaken head? For... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, we do oh, have to do right, that. Yep, right. we do have to do that. Yep. We should. Yep. We said we'd bring him the head. Also, on the way out, guys, these don't even worry about these doors. Kashak and I checked them, and they're totally clear. <laughs> Oh, was that totally. what was, was that what you were doing when Yosef was having his difficulties? <laughs> yeah, when he was getting brutally murdered by those traps. Oh, Cash and I cleared the place out. I was really glad that you are all helping me. <laughs> I Good. felt so terrible. I just couldn't listen to him scream anymore. Just the the ongoing kachunk screech. Just it, it gave me anxiety. It was so quite awful hearing that. I'm glad you didn't have to listen to it. I, me too. It was and terrible the first time, and when I realized the second time that it was not going to stop anytime <laughs> soon, I just booked it. Well, now we have nothing to worry about on the way out, because the rooms are totally clear. It's all clear. Don't worry, we took yeah. care of that. Hey, hey guys, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, yes, William, thank you. I appreciate all of everything that you've done. That's a freebie on us, and I'm going to be dragging this head behind me. By its long white hair, <laughs> just getting just scuffed up on the ground. The floor, leaving a trail of blood. Thud, thud, thud. It's like a, it's like a red crayon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So head back up to uh, Boss Scrog's fun house, his throne room. The fun house. Yes. No. You got. Oh, it. is is this is this map new? Yes, the map is updated. This is a really fucking good map. Yeah, it is. Wow. Narky update of the map. Shit. Oh, that's handsome. I could have totally stepped on one of those lily pads. There's this crouching tiger hidden dragon. You make your way back into Boss Scrog's throne room, and you see him there being, um, you know, busied, uh, uh, pampered by attendants sitting up on his throne with his crappy makeshift trident. His giant spider looking thing is kind of sitting in the corner rubbing. It's pedipalps together in a disturbing fashion. And you enter, it's like, Yes, what do you want with the great boss Scrog again? Lord Scrog. Oh, sorry. Solus. No, why don't you? You, you, why don't you go ahead? Uh, Lord Scrog, your eminence. And I would like to, to bow deeply. Bow, you guys. Yes. I, I do so as well. Yes, you 
Lizard man, what, what is it you want? What's about Scrog? I touch the dirt with my forehead. It looks like Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> who, who put spit on his forehead? I did before he entered. I, I very much revere Boss Grog. Fair enough. As far as he knows. <laughs> Your eminence, we present to you a gift, a humble offering of one of the mushroom-eyed men who is capable of killing with its mind. And I present to him the head, and I step forward a couple of steps and kneel and like hold it up to him and boss scrog's face goes from like haughty and defiant to fucking terrified uh, like, oh. you, 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 you did it you actually you did it you, you actually killed it it was you killed your it. majesty's command i mean it wasn't even really that hard in the grand scheme of things may you live forever we have vanquished your foe, and now we hope that you will put down all arms against the city of Otari and return down whence you came. Indeed. Long may he reign. Uh, it, it, your homes are secure. Your families are safe. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I've gotten so comfortable here. I have to move my throne. I didn't think you'd succeed. I thought. But oh, imagine the dear. comfort in your original homes. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we, we, we will promise to leave the city alone, but we may not move down. I, I love my chair so much. Of course, your eminence. Why did we do this? <laughs> I killed it with a rock. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> it suffered. We made sure of it. Wink. Like a tube of toothpaste, my friend. And um, <laughs> he's like, you, you promise not to, not to hurt any more of, any more of my mud liquors. You what now? I'm sorry, what? Mudlickers? You call them mudlickers? We are the mudlicker tribe. Impudent rat. That has never been brought up to this point. What? <laughs> you should have more self-respect, Boss Scrog. You'd lick them probably many more things than just mud. Have you considered, have you considered like a, like a, I don't know, like an insignia or a QR code? I mean, there's, there has to be something that we can do to get your, your tribe's name out there. This is the first I've heard of it. And by the way, your eminence. <laughs> My lord, we will take no uh, aggressive action against the, the fine people of your uh, kingdom. Yes, we, I will continue to instruct my, my loyal subjects to give you a wide berth. Please, please go. Thank you for, for this. And, and this is most important. Please honor your end of the agreement to remain away from the people of Otari. Yes, 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 of course, of course. I... Also the promise of a king's ransom. Such powerful, powerful and, and wise heroes as yourself. You, you would have no trouble destroying any threat against the town. Yes, yes. I mean, um, so far. I, I... We've yet to meet someone we couldn't vanquish. And he dies <laughs> off of the um, the throne he's at. And the throne makes him about eye level with Solus while standing. He dives off and he grovels down at Solus's feet. And he says, please, please, I have no jewels. I have no gold. Please do not kill me. I, I never I, thought you was. Please, I'm so I, sorry. Don't, I don't. Do not hurt me. Please do not. Do not. Do, but I. Make him I, suck your toes. Billy, Billy, 
the solo starts like like being like the bus grog and like Yosef and Cash are both like no no Bi- Billy Billy Beethoven uh uh no no no, no please please Let do not what do you want me to do I can't I can't heal what's happening right now please do not do not denigrate yourself so uh, stand stand up bus grog I feel like you think that just because we have destroyed your hated enemies that have displaced you from your home that for some reason we bear ill will towards you and we do not. We're all friends here, and you do not need to beg for your life, even though we could kill you if we wanted to. With do the not, rock? No, 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 do not say that. <laughs> oh, rain, it, rain it in there, Yosef, rain it in there. What? He, he's going to leave his flail, and he's just going to carry around a slab of stone <laughs> from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's my weapon. No, a plus one rock. Did, did the boss leave his trident? Did he drop it when he went to placate Yeah, he himself? dropped his trident when he placated himself. Kashak is going to pick up the trident? Right? How long Ooh. is it? It's like three and a half feet long. Okay, it's cool. it's so just barely taller than him. It's a salad fork. So I'm going to take the head and I'm going to impale the head on the trident and kind of prop it up near the, the chair. Your lordship, let this be a warning to those who would cross you. We bear you no ill will. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, um, I know I said that I would not enter the town, but... But if we were to enter as, as friends, would that be acceptable? My, my people grow tired of, of feasting on, on rotten meat and maggot flesh. Well, certainly. We could set up a, a trade arrangement with the mayor of Otari, if that would suit you. Or perhaps even the Warrens. Kobolds are very welcoming of new trade partners. Or perhaps the Warrens, even better. You'd never have to see a human again if you didn't want to. And you'd all fit down there. You should see how we treat the cultists that we come across that attack us. Thank you so much. You're very wise and fair and powerful. We know. Thank you. Thank you so much for sparing me and my people and giving us a new chance at a new life. It's our pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bite Bite is very excited. He'd like to give each and every one of you a hug. Please do not. No, that's no, no, okay. no, no, no. That's... No. I... I'm not much of a hugging person. I, I ready my spell of restoration. <laughs> and he and he stands up and he gets closer to you and he's rubbing his palps together oh, still. Oh, God. <laughs> I, okay, Tobin. Tobin reaches up and strokes his complex eye. <laughs> and, and he makes a noise that's somewhat resembling a purr. Perfect. Perfect. I, Tobin, so he reaches mm. to his hand, kisses his palm. And rubs it right down. And he does like little tippy taps with his eight legs. (laughs) I'll see you soon, friend. I I hope to see you even more so. And he begins rubbing his palps even more fervently. This is worse than Neville. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Roman. (laughs) I've said a romance with an arachnid. (laughs) New Patreon content. (laughs) Wait, wait. Raymond, can you play the spider? I can. <laughs> Tale as old as time, song as old as time. Toven and the beast. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> we got to make a oh. pod for this one. Oh, yeah. Started off as friends, then somebody bends unexpectedly. <laughs> Certain as the sun rising in the east. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uh, All right, guys. You have smoothed over relations with the Mitflits. You made new friends. You may have made a new trade delegation. You've partially cleared out the second floor. Mm, I kissed a spider. 
You did. You I liked it. You had relations with a spider. <laughs> so, what's the plan? We're gonna head back to yes. the town as it gets darker. Yeah. Yeah. Before dusk completely settles upon the fog fen. And the freaks come out at night. At some point, I would like to go to the Warrens and have somebody go there as like a trade emissary. But I want to come with them to make sure that he knows they're with us. Right. Right. Yeah. Excellent. We make your way out of the gauntlet, down the trail, out of the swamp, out of the fog fen. And as you're walking, you reach about to the standing stones. And you see a familiar face. It's Lightus Longsaddle. And he's standing there with a retinue of five other guards. Oh. And uh, you make your way to him. And I apologize. Last time we had Lightest Long Saddle, I completely forgot what his voice was the first time around. <laughs> and then I remembered after the fact that I did a really messed up Richard Nixon. So I'm going to go back to that. Exactly right. <laughs> he, he sees you like, I was wondering when you would come out of that. Damnable foggy swamp. Solus Poanatentus. Yes? You have been charged with grand larceny for stealing the sword of Volrajani. We have a report. I knew that crooked fuck. From Carmen that you were seen stealing the sword from the crypt. Just yesterday morning. I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to, what to say. That I, aren't you fucking mad? He gave it to us. He was parading around in front of a crowd in the middle of the square, right in front of his store, waving it in the sky, saying that he took it from the crypt and used it to kill a hundred undead. This, this is a very serious accusation. What, what evidence is this founded upon? Eyewitness accounts from Mr. Rajani. Uh, don't make me roll for this because I have some diplomacy. Somebody else want to do it? This hardly makes any sense at all. I mean, I was there too. He took the tomb out after it was broken into by the undead and he gave it to us before we went into the gauntlet today. Yeah, he ran after us. Where is it? Uh, see, it's that's where things get a little bit more confusing. Pardon me, Sheriff Longsaddle. I dare say that not having the alleged stolen goods within our possession or within his possession is hardly grounds for arrest. You claim he gave it to you. Where is it? No, I I must I must be forthright. The Carmine did give the sword to me, but I did lose it in the gauntlet. It was it was my fault that it was lost. A likely story. Is it? You can go <laughs> look for it if you want. We know exactly where it is. Or better yet, you can help us look for it. It's in a pool of blood at the bottom of a lighthouse in a bog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen it. Solus, will you come with me to the garrison or is it going to have to get ugly? Uh, I, th- I think that we should all accompany Solus. I think that he could use all of the friends he could use at this point. Yes, why don't we all go? Yes, I will go. I will I will come quietly. Given that we've already paid for better provisions for another prisoner that's already in the garrison, let's go ahead and go, because I know for a fact that tonight they're serving uh, chicken cordon bleu. No, do not, 
I, I do not need any special provisions. It's, it's we'll be quite all right. I'm not having you eat oats, and I'm not having you go alone. Well, come with me. We will figure this out eventually. Is is Lattice Longsaddle running for mayor? I'm sure the mayor will have something to say about it. You are under his employ. And he leads the five of you back to the Otari garrison. And you make your way in through the bullpen. Would you please leave your weapons here? And he's got like uh, somebody like evidence lockers up in the front. He um, wants you to just kind of check your weapons as you're here under not the best circumstances. Is it enough if just I give up my weapons? I'd rather not have armed people in an interrogation room. They will not They will not interfere. Have no fear of that. They are not to be allowed inside, then. Additionally, I feel like that's not really your forte, because uh, I, there were several days, was it yesterday, that a prisoner, a known murderer, or attempted murderer, tried to cut his own throat because he had a dagger stuck in his boot. I don't, I don't think you care if they have weapons. But you can be assured that I will not cut my throat. Roll a diplomacy, Solas. Okay, so my diplomacy check is a plus seven. Oh, well, it's not bad. Not bad. Okay. bad at all. It's pretty good. That is a two. <laughs> God fucking That's damn a it. nine. That is, that, is, that is not pretty good. You rolled a negative nope. five. Wow. I must insist you either leave your weapons here under the circumstances or you do not accompany Mr. Ponitentis into the interrogation. I would gladly do so, and he and uh, <laughs> Tobin will take off his hand crossbow, you know, to really take the, the, the fangs out of his bite. I don't think Bill would part with Halandra, so Bill would probably look at Solus and be like, I'll be right outside, buddy. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I will acquiesce. Yosef, if, if you wish to remain outside as well, that... Uh, no, I, I feel more comfortable coming with you at all. I mean, I have nothing to give them. I am unarmed. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Bill, Billiam, take care. Take care. Well, I'll be right outside the door. Thank you. you. Don't worry. I dump both daggers and my rope and a light pick all <laughs> into the trough. <laughs> you have all these things? Obviously, I'm empty-handed now. Yes, come, come with me. Well, I want to ask a few questions. I, I suppose the rest of you can come in, other than those of you who have refused to disarm. I guess that's just Billiam that's not going to come into this. Yep. This is probably best, right? What's your charisma? The good news is the door's not going to stop him. So <laughs> True. It's a good idea to not have Billiam in a talkie seat. <laughs> I mean, my, my charisma's not great. All right, so you make your way back, and um, it's a table. Uh, it's just in the next cell. So they only have two cells, and one of the cells doubles as the interrogation room. So you're actually in the cell next to the cultist. Nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. And the whole time this is happening, you hear the cultist muttering, no escape, no escape, no escape. She comes for us all. No escape. She comes for us all. I can tell he's feeling much better now. Wind through the rushes, signals are passing. She comes for us all. She comes for us all. And that's happening the whole time. There's just like a low level, desperate mumbling and chanting of these awful things related to the empty death. He sits down and says, I have an eyewitness account from a valued member of the community that places you with the sword leaving towards the gauntlet this afternoon. You had the means you were in 
the cemetery the day of the incident with the gauntlet? You're a swordsman. You're new in town. <laughs> what are three other things about him? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you push him. <laughs> I Can I at least know the name of my accuser? Carmen Rajani. Mm. Mm. I'll cook the fuck. <laughs> Damn. Anything you say, Cannon, will be used against you, <laughs> lizard man. That is perplexing. For it, it it was Carmen Rajani that gave me that sword in the first place. Truth be told, Carmen Rajani, who was tipped off that he had the sword when it came up missing. We went to him. He said he claimed that you had the sword. It wasn't his possession. We ransacked his entire place. It certainly wasn't there. Typical cops. As I said, he's been a valued man. He's, his family goes back in this community since the founding. That must be why I booked it to hand it to you. Wait, what is the what is the crime here? He took his family's relic, and he said that we took it. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, please, I'm, please I'm do not use do not use we. It is I who is being accused now. Oh do no, not, I, I, I implicitly agree. Solus is definitely the the perpetrator. It belongs to the town. It does not belong to Mister Rajani. It belongs to the town. It's a town relic. The Farazmans tend it in the F- Rajani family crypt. I understand your your uh, beliefs on this, but uh, I would assume that such a relic would be bequeathed to, you know, the nearest living member of that family name, and that would be Carmen Rajani. Not the town, Otari. This at least is what Carmen Rajani told us. About two days ago, I believe it was, we entered into his shop uh, merely on uh, normal transactionary arrangements. I had hoped to uh, improve one of my swords, and I saw his sword there, and he told us a tale about how his sword had been used uh, generations past to slay Balcora, and we hoped that it would help us in our endeavors within the Gotlight. This was after his presentation in the town square. We asked him if we could then take the sword to the Gauntlet to help us, and he had his reservations towards that. He said he would think about it. Then, the day after the day thereafter, as we were heading back to the Gauntlet, he ran after us, saying he had finally acquiesced to our requests and gave us the sword. It was quite sudden. He didn't have any time for questions, I tried. That is all I have for you. So now, you've got five times as much information towards the conviction of Carmen Najani than you do towards the conviction of Solus Portentis. Where is the sword? Where is it? We already told you that. It's in a puddle of blood at the bottom of the lighthouse. I'm, I'm afraid... I'm afraid in our endeavors with the sword, we... We plunged it into the very pool that we... Nearly succumbed to. We lost the sword. The sword was lost in the godlight. Don't shorthand it. Make him take the notes. Don't. Do, no, no, do not. No, we lost the sword in the godlight. This was all very, very irregular. Oh. oh irregular? It, the the godlight, it, it holds secrets and dangers that you do not know. It merely suffices to say that we lost the sword in the godlight. My I don't man. think the sword ever existed. I think the laser that came from the gauntlet and shot into the cemetery blew it up. Here, I'm one eyewitness. I'll say that it happened. 
I now have as much credibility as Carmen and Johnny sending you to come Gestapo. My friend Solus off the streets as he comes back trying to defend this town. How dare you? Have you no dignity? Hashtag thank you. There has to be a role in here somewhere. Gestapo, this this is an Arison. <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> this is a galt. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that, that 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 would be the Vichy. It's very strange. I just can't believe how cordial you were to us the other day when we promised not to say anything to the mayor after a prisoner in your care almost killed themselves, especially after infesting this town with a cult-like presence with a outer god that seeks to bring nothing but destruction and ruin, yet here you are accusing us of theft? Amen, brother. Remember when he rolled in at the last minute? Not only are you accusing the heroes of Otari, you're accusing a paladin from the heroes of Otari, I, a paragon well, of goodness in, and pure will, well, and in, you're in, going to accuse us of theft. In his def- in, in yes, yes, in, in his defense, he, he could merely be acting as an officer of the law. I trust Well, he's acting like an absolute prick is what he's acting I like. I trust you're acting impartially, yes, sir, aren't you? Law cares not for celebrity, son. Remember that time we cleansed a graveyard? No, and then obviously he came he in doesn't. at the last minute. They don't remember anything. They don't care about celebrity status, remember? Nothing we do fucking matters to this guy. Quite frankly, I would like to talk to Osef before I ever talk to this guy again. This gentleman should get his house in order. I administer the law in this town. Poorly. You hold your tongue or I'll keep you here overnight. You can try. <laughs> Have you considered running for mayor? Yes, evidently whoever is charging us is running for mayor too on the platform of being able to slay dozens of undead but can't keep track of his relic sword. Incredible. Indeed. <laughs> to answer your questions since we keep answering them in the exact same manner, no. I'm going to tell you exactly what I've told you the other day is that weird shit is going on that I don't expect you to believe or follow up on. We plunged the sword into a pool of blood in which Velcora died in and something reached out and grabbed it and took it. Now, if you would like to go and take a look, feel free and be my guest, but I'm not going to pull your exsanguinated corpse out of the copula when she sucks you dry. The only ethical thing is to launch a full investigation. Go. Please, <laughs> be my guest. Go. We've been there every single day, and we're fine. <laughs> we're just people, right? Not heroes. Not doing anything that matters or important. Please! And uh, these, this executor of the law, go conduct your investigation. As, as this is all happening, um, somebody comes in the door and you recognize that person as Osef's majordomo. And he uh, hands uh, an envelope to Lydus. Lydus opens it up and regards it for a few seconds. The mayor has asked to see you, but that you are escorted. By the god. All of us? All of you. Including Billiam? All of you. Unfortunately, Billiam. And he looks directly at Yosef. He says, I don't pretend to be a hero. I don't pretend to know everything that's going on in this town. But what I do know is that when someone breaks a law or is accused of breaking a law, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant, they get the same sort of suspicion from us whether they are the mayor or a common peddler. That is the law. That is 
justice. And just because you think or know that you are some important little shit. Well, not only important, but, you know, innocent, but go on. Does not mean that I'm not going to pursue justice. Yeah, well, whatever, big shit. Are you going to escort this or not? He goes out of the room. He gets those same five guards that you saw were with him near the stone circle. And uh, he goes, well, come on. Get your things. We're going to go speak to the mayor. You head up to Menheme's Manor. And it's about, I think I've said this before, it's, it's, it's a fairly long walk from here because you have to go out of the town and all the way around it near the giant's wheel and stuff. And that takes you a good 15, 20 minutes. A very uncomfortable 15, 20 minutes. Is, uh, is Solus bound? Like his no. hands behind him? No. Nobody okay. is bound. I, I, you get the sense that Lydas legitimately is trying to do everything, crossing his T's, dotting his I's, do everything the way that it's supposed to be done. And he understands it's a difficult situation for everyone, which is probably impacting the way he's dealing with this mood-wise. But after about 15 minutes, you make your way into the familiar room that you've seen several times at this point. The mayor is sitting there. He's wearing more business type attire, I guess, than he normally would be at this time of night when you've shown up because this is an official functionary duty. He's got his lovely little mayor pin on and stuff because this is duty time. Duty calls. Duty calls, man. And he's there. <laughs> duty. <laughs> You said poop. And he opens the door. He's like, Lydas, thank you so much for bringing them here. Uh, I, I know that you are conducting an investigation, and I respect that. However, I trust these men. You may leave them with me. And Lydas looks at him and, Yes, Mayor. I will be outside, and the guards will be here as well. All you need to do is call. And he leaves. He goes out the door, and as he leaves... Somebody else walks in the door. Somebody that you recognize from earlier being in this room. Six foot six, 245. It's Clark Hangus back in the room from the giant's wheel. Comes in and he's standing guard by the door that you came in at. Wait, on the way out, I'd like to say something to Lydus. Do it. Lydus. Yes. If what you say is true, thank you. I never want to be thanked. I just want to do what's right. And he leaves out the door. Osif kind of tenses his fingers and, and puts his fingertips to, his, you know, his index fingers to his nose and looks like he's thinking very deeply. But he stands up from his desk and he begins to pace and he's like putting his hand on his forehead and he's doing this for about you know, 45 seconds. He's like, you all have put me in a very difficult position, you know that? I, no. I, I apologize for whatever I may have done. I, I, may, I may I show you something? I mean, to hold your apologies until we know exactly what position we put everybody in, I'm still unsure about what's going on. Well, regardless by our inaction or inaction, we've put many people out. How? I, what? I, I would like to know about the abdomens that I've stitched together, putting guts back inside of these cavities that have been a, an absolute affront to your daily activities as a mayor. Please explain this position. I okay, I was short with Lydus because I just don't like him. I really don't. <laughs> but you, Osif, 
I feel like we have some kind of understanding and common ground. I do not understand, though, exactly, first of all, what Solus is being charged with, and second of all, if, is there some other position that we have put you in? Oh, speaking of difficult positions, let me, yeah. And I walk over to Solus, and I kind of grab his shield and kind of wiggle it a little bit, and I go to grab... Oh, do, I, do, I, do I have my arms with me? Yeah, you have everything with you. He allowed okay. you to take everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to take a shield, and I go, you see these dents and scratches... That's uh, speaking of difficult positions. I thought you might need this. Yes, please. You can you can take it if you want. Thank you. Yeah, d- difficult positions. None of this is my blood. You see the splattered blood. Yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the wrong color. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a bad choice of words. This puts me in a difficult position. I don't purport to know exactly what's happened. I only know what has been reported. Ah, uh, you are specifically under my purview I trust you uh, Lydus knows that but more importantly Carmen knows that he's running against me for mayor and I don't trust that fuck any farther than I can throw him so I'm, I may not have any doubt that you are operating completely above board however my hands are tied by the process of justice in this town and because of that I need you to cooperate in any way that you can. But please, tell me, in your own words, what happened to the sword? Um, are you... Are you aware already of how it came into our possession? I know nothing other than Carmen has accused you of taking the sword from his family crypt during the fracas in the graveyard. When first we saw the sword, it was within his shop. We looked upon it, and he advertised it to us as being something that one of his ancestors had used to vanquish uh, Balcor in the past. That it decapitated her. Indeed. Yes, that is common town knowledge. Well, I don't know if we have told you this, but there is a giant puddle of blood directly underneath the light tower uh, where we believe... Belcora was killed. I I very much believe we mentioned this to you in days past. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I remember this. And, and the the blood pool took the form of Belcora. So when we entered the blacksmith's shop and we looked upon the sword and he told us this, this tale of his ancestor, we thought naturally we mightn't use this sword to vanquish the blood pool. We talked to him we asked him if he would give us the sword. He said no, but he said he would think about it. So we decided to give him time. Two days later, I believe, uh, I believe it was this morning, in fact, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, we were heading towards the Godlight, and he rushed after us very quickly, uh, giving us the sword, and he, he, he would not allow us to ask any more questions beyond, just take the sword. And then he ran away. <laughs> Additionally... So, I, uh, I'm sorry, Kashik. What did you want to say? I'm sorry. He made a presentation, hoisting his family heirloom, which he admitted that he took from the gravesite, from the mausoleum, over his head, in front of an entire crowd of people, in front of the smith. Ah, uh, yes, this is beginning to make sense. Pray, pray, hear, hear the end of our story. When we returned to the Godlight, we went to the blood pool at the base of the tower. 
and I plunged the sword into the pool. I I saw a figure within the pool, a humanoid figure. It, it, it seemed to approach me, coming closer and closer, and then it reached out, attempted to grab me. It grabbed the sword. It grabbed my arm, and I felt it pulling pulling deeper and deeper into the pool and it it was all I could do to hold on and finally I had to let go I let go of the sword and it fell into the pool and it was lost do not doubt your version of the events I have more reason to trust you than I've ever had reason to trust Carmen this morning it was discovered that the sword was missing Phrasmid attendants in the cemetery that were trying to repair the mausoleums, discovered that it was not in its place. There was an anonymous tip that somebody had seen the sword with Carmen, and that he was, in fact, displaying the sword, telling of his usage of the sword, various tales. Honestly, he's, he's done similar things before, but with not with the sword. The swords that he's forged that he's claimed were the winnow, it's it's frankly quite sad. However, when he was questioned and the shop was searched, there was no sword found. The shop was searched this afternoon, probably about three o'clock. So uh, what time did you head to the gauntlet? It would have been shortly before that, I imagine, if what you say is true. He unloaded the sword upon you before his place of business was searched. Sounds about right slimy fuck. That would have been the second time we were entering the gauntlet. You, however, were the last in possession. In possession is nine-tenths of the law. That's a bad thing right now, Yosef. <laughs> I no, I mean, I know. That's why I said that, dude, like some dejected like, oh man. <laughs> we need that sword back. You have admitted as such that you are the last known owners of the sword. That's not something you can take back at this point. So as far as Lydas is concerned. That is the real event, yes. You are guilty of theft. In all actuality, Balcora was the last possessor of the sword, according to testimony of five people. Be that as it may, you need to retrieve it. I am going to give you three days to find that sword before I will have to turn you over to Lydas. You specifically, Solus. And I know your order does not look kindly upon these things. I wish that I had more power in this regard, but I do not. I must abide by the laws in this town just as much as the most lowly beggar must abide by the laws in this town. As such, I ask you to take these three days and find the sword or flee. Or flee? What will the town do if we're not here to help? I do not want to wrap you up any more than I have... We can get reinforcements from Absalom if we absolutely must. I would rather not. You seem to be very adept at dealing with the things that are constantly issuing forth. But Lydas will bring down the full weight of the town guard upon you, and I don't believe that you will, even as mighty as you are, will be able to withstand that. But what power do you have if you trust us this much? I can stay his hand, but I cannot force it from moving eventually if I give him an ultimatum to allow you free movement for an additional three days before he begins to file charges you can maybe undo the actions that Carmen has put into place and deal with him 
instead of have to deal with Lydas. But you have to retrieve the sword somehow. I do not know how you will do that. I have no way of knowing. Neither do we. That'll be easy. We just have to find some uh, subterranean blood scuba gear. Must all of us suffer for this? Why not just lay it on me? The guilt is on me. You think we're going to hang you out to dry? I could leave. All of you could stay here. It is my fault. I've never seen a more painfully wholesome individual in my entire life. It's almost nauseating, and I love you. You give me faith in the future of humanity. I will not abandon you. Not only that, but I was the one who directly asked Carmen for the sword anyway, so if anything, I'm just as guilty. Yes, put the rat in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Or try. I am very confident in my ability to escape, Osef, I will say. I don't. I, I won't need to because we will. We will find this. But if he does put me in jail, I will not be there long. Would you happen to have some sort of interdimensional blood magic diving bell? Asking for a friend, <laughs> a very close friend. He's three feet from me. Right Perhaps now. return to it when it's active again. Perhaps you can vanquish it. I really don't want to do that. I, I really don't want to do that. But I, I guess I also don't want to go to jail again. So thank you, Mayor. For granting us a, uh, at least my friend, a temporary stay of uh, execution of duties. Let's say that. Also, you say three days. Is that only two nights? Because it's only active at night. <laughs> it's a valid point. Gives us less time. To to gives us less time. And I need William, to sleep tonight. There's that, there's that battle intelligence coming through. William, you're my favorite. <laughs> I need to know, is today's fight happening tomorrow? Yeah. It's very important. There's no way we can go back tonight. We're fucked up. <laughs> three days and three nights. I will give you that. Okay. Thank you. Clort. And he um, he waves for Clort Hankus to come over, and he just kind of grunts. Clort, can you carefully... Send a couple men just to surveil. I don't want anybody to get any closer than they have to to the gauntlet tonight to see if there's anything happening. The you can get a God, glimpse of the glimpse of the sword, anything. But run at the first sight of danger, please. Just you need to send five or six men. Just tell them that they will get a full month's pay as well. And Clort nods and says, mm-hmm. "If they're going, I'm going with them." And very well, Clort. Very well. Please make it so. Have it done. And he walks out of the room. Careful hey, if friend. he gets get killed by the Belcora um, blood thingy, is that a blood clort? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good shit. Perfect. That's, that's really, really fucking good. funny. That's really, that's really good. good. An excellent <laughs> bookend to this episode. <laughs> what a way to end it. The name of the episode, Blood Clort. Blood Clort. (laughs) It is late. Get some rest. Decide what you will to do in the morning. But do not come back to me until it's done. I don't want you to waste any time. He calls, Lydas, come back in here. Steps back in. Lydas, these men are to be free for an additional three days and three nights. As set out and... Subsection 4, paragraph 3 of the Civil Code. The mayor can extend judgment for three days until evidence is fully reviewed. 
I will redub Whoa. that because it sounds stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it in rebroadcast. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> I have power to extend this for three days. Please, hands off them until. Understand? I know the law, sir. Whatever you say. Three days, and then they're mine. Of course. Gross. And he leaves. And I say, gentlemen, you're free to go. Use your time wisely, please. Okay, so we leave. As soon as we get outside, I look at everybody else, and I say, I, you know, um, I know where uh, light the slips. Do you guys want to go egg his house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. We. Uh, I've never committed a crime in my life, but I want to cook this fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not lighters, but Carmen. Yo, Sorless, listen, I understand that you're, you're, you're trying to be a paragon of goodness and everything, but seriously, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's being a fuck dick. Fuck that guy. He, he's, I don't care if he was trying to enforce the law or not. You constantly try to enforce your moral code of goodness. That's not even actual law, and you shove that down my throat less than this fucking guy does. Not to mention, I don't like how he was all buddy-buddy with us, especially when we caught him slacking at his own job, but he has the fucking balls to get in your face so there's some false superiority complex of, oh, I'm just doing my job. Fuck that guy. I mean, uh, all balls and face aside, uh, to be fair, it seems like right now Carmen is the hindrance to our path to good. I think we can all agree that that's what we're going for right now. I definitely think tomorrow morning we should pay him a visit. So, so we kill him. Well, I want to cook that fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, no, no, it's joke. It's joke. I've got an itchy sewing finger right now. We need this. I need this. Not kill him, but but <laughs> all I've got to do is shove him once into the fucking forge and he'll burn. It's a joke. I didn't <laughs> like mean it. Fat back no, 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 no. For asthma, I didn't mean it. Do I kill him or do I not, guys? I need to know. <laughs> no, we do not kill him, but there are... But we'll think about it. <laughs> but from lessons that I learned from my mentor, we mustn't be too constrained to our rules if we are to exact real change. That's an excellent point. I've learned from my mentor, which happens to be a god, that if somebody's a fuck, you burn them. I wouldn't go that far. I I would. And this is just a philosophical difference of opinion. You can feel free to stand outside and pray or something. <laughs> can we play, please RP this out for the next 15 to 20 minutes? <laughs> there is room to be flexible. He has betrayed you, Solus. In our ideals and in our intentions. He fingered you to the law. He did it for no reason other than... His, the betterment of his own situation because he committed a crime which he admitted to. And tons of other people saw him do, by the way. Mm-hmm. There was it's a crowd. True. It was a big crowd. It's insanity. It's infuriating. It's almost like they're targeting us. And how dare he try to drag you through the streets, destroy your pride. You're a kind-hearted, good individual. And this idiot fuck dare destroy your reputation because he wants to run for mayor i cannot abide it you know what i've changed my mind we're not gonna egg his house we're burning it down i'm kidding for us i'm not burning his house down i'm burning his shop down i'm burning his children how dare he 
Listen, As an listen. aside, Joe looks genuinely enraged and he's frightening me slightly. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. He does. I am texting him personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really upset about what happened to Solas. There are so few examples of genuine good in the world. Cash and this idiot mouth breathing fuck dares to try to pollute one of the few of the examples I've ever seen in my life. Kasher, I will burn Kasher. his house and his business no, and his Ka- reputation Kasher, Kasher, and his Kasher, lineage. Kwais, Kasher, quiet. Kasher. At least, at least let us leave his living room before we continue this conversation. <laughs> I thought we were already outside. He's just <laughs> screaming on his porch. <laughs> his wife will burn. <laughs> there will be more than enough time for that later. She's not a wife. She's a widow. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's so little good in this world of apathy and decay and entropy. There's so little to hold on to to restore faith in humanity. And Solus, your conviction is that for me and this child, this mouth-breathing, staggering, idiot asshole dares to finger you to the law and also... Phrasing. I'm sorry, phrasing. (laughs) He dares to say that you are a criminal? Kashik, it's okay. How can you not be mad about this? We will work. We will work this out. I've lost I'll more before. It it's okay. I'll boil his bones to make fucking human broth. As long as we are remain, as long as we remain united, I'm okay. Oh, I'm that on is- your side. Thank you, thank you, and that is all I need. I all I need is that all of you remain united with me. We do have three days and three nights to figure it out. What if Solus. we use heat metal on his shoes? Well, let's not go that far yet. <laughs> we have three days. We have three nights. I could use telekinetic maneuver. Nobody would know anything happened. Just shove him into his forge. Let us rest tonight. What if we plucked out his eyes and left him in the fog fen? I think Kashak needs to rest. <laughs> Kashak, you need to rest. Kashak, I think us as the diminutive cast members are getting exceptionally angry about our good friend's name being sullied and smeared in the dirt. Much, much angrier than he is about it, strangely enough. And I appreciate that from both of you. And I'm concerned about you. Why aren't you angry? Solus, this is just a very good example of how you and I are fundamentally different in some ways. Especially, I guess, you and Kashak and I. See, I yell and call people a bunch of names and then do something about it later. And then Kashak will threaten to take everything they've ever owned and loved right in front of their eyes. And also the people that they love, the things that they've owned and loved. <laughs> Dealt the earth. Sow the fields with salt. <laughs> Nothing no, shall I... grow from this tree. <laughs> I think we have a problem with, with I understand that this, the current situation that we are in, I understand in Shades of Grey, and we need Solus to give us his viewpoint. He is the accused. We stand with him. Do we agree? Of course, he's innocent. I stand with Solus. Over there. Exactly. I'm with you, Solus. What's Thank the you. plan of attack? Thank you, all of you. The, the plan of attack 
for now is to go to bed. It's been it's been a long day. It's been a very, very long day. He's probably asleep right now. In his bed. Warm. Keshek, Keshek worry not about it. Tomorrow morning, here's what we do. We go to speak to Rin, and we go to speak to to Morlebunt. We learn what we can from them about what to do with the blood pool, and then we return to the godlight. How does this sound to all of you? Sounds good to me. I'm with you, my friend. She'll know better than the rest of us, I suppose. Sure. I just feel like there's more that we could be doing instead of playing pick-me-up for some sword that somebody else... uh, I mean, we lost it, I understand, but... I just, I don't know. It it, 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 it it makes me very upset to to be accused of something I didn't do. All right, so everybody heads off to bed. Yep. Solas, you're laying there thinking about how to get out of this. What transpired, how to get into the pool, and you retrieve the sword. And as you drift off to sleep, you hear Absalom's words, just do good. And you hear Mock's words, I'm proud of you, boy. You've done good. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's a hard end. Ooh, wow. This is the episode. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now I that's care what about that solace. Ending, though, right? That, yeah, right? Like, it's taken 29 solace. episodes for me to care about this angelic being. Raw Frontin uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilvey, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs>